Sipping on some rock till eight o'clock. In my Gucci coat till eight o'clock. This is Boys Up Fantasy. Yo, yo, welcome back. Another episode, some hot takes, some brand new new news that just changed in a matter of hours here in the Bay Area guarding the 49ers, the San Francisco 49ers. I just want to introduce you guys to my co-host, Gito and Nate. Nasty, nasty Nate. Gito. <laughs> what up, what up? Yo, 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 yo. In the building. Yo, man, hey. In the building. Hey. Nate, 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 I gotta, I gotta give you a shout out, my brother, because you went to and oh, this past weekend, Gito, but you no. sounded like that, you know, when you were watching the game Sunday, man, you went all for two, my man. I was ready to break my TV screen. I'm so upset. You know what? It was just, just it was a disappointment. I had it all wrong, man. What could have been, honestly, could have been. Could, I thought it was upset weekend. But Nate was on money. He was on the money with his predictions. You know what Nate called the Tyreek Hill matchup? That there was no way, no way they can stop Tyreek Hill. Hey, Nate, right on point on that, my brother. What was your secret behind that, man? Well, you kind of figured, you know, the Bills' defense, man, they, they don't have any corners except for, you know, he played for the Panthers and he played for the freaking, he got a pay, nice payday. I forgot Norman. his name. What's Norman. his name? Yeah. But he just not the same as he was, obviously, with the Panthers and stuff. It's just Tyreek Hill, man. He's just quick on wheels. He's a cheetah for a reason. But you know what, though? He didn't really – he dominated when he needed to, but he didn't really, like, got that much of a of yardage, you know? Yeah, he did. Like, he... I, felt, like, like I felt he, was, he wasn't the cheetah. Like, he got mad and upset. In the beginning, because he didn't get the ball, yeah, but his work came a lot you know, in the second half, right? In the second half is where he came off. Yeah, right? yeah, that's when he came off. That kind, well, you know, because he also was cramping up from his thigh too. So, hey, but hey, hey, I mean, hey, if, I knew the, if, but if, I knew if he's cramping, but up, I knew the Bills didn't have Bills didn't have enough to stop him. Yeah, but I can tell Dude, you, the Bills I, are zero and four on the road. That's true, though. Yeah, I didn't. I, you know what? That's one stat that it went through my head. I like. I didn't even look at that stat. Good looking on that. Yeah, they're zero for four on the road. They lost to the Jaguars. They lost to Houston twice with Watson, and they they went on the road. And everybody thought the Bills were going to be high. Everybody thought that they were going to dominate the Chiefs because they've been dominating teams after teams. But on the road, man, I mean, come on, man, they lost to a hail mary to the Cardinals in the regular season. <laughs> Yeah, no, I remember that play. I lost some money in that game. I, I cried that day. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but, but give me, know. give me your take on Gito's famous now, infamous, and famous all for two weekend, my brother. Give it, you know, I want to hear what you got to say about that. Oh uh, man, honestly, uh, I was disappointed. I felt like Bills had a solid chance. Man, they just. Uh, they just they choked. They choked. They they played like like first timers. Like it was um. It wasn't the Bills Mafia that we were all used to seeing this whole year because they tore it up this year. Yeah. I just, man, they, it was, it was, it, I feel like they just choked. They had everything. They had everything. They had the, the confidence, the swagger. They had the offensive play, defensive play. They could have won. If they would have came out like they've been playing all year, that was a win for them just waiting to happen. But they did. They choked. They played like rookies. You know, Allen, man, he was, um, I feel like, you know, he was off from the start. 
Well, you know what, though, Gito? You know what I'm going to tell you? They're missing a running back. Right, 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 right. right, right, If they had a running back, somebody that carries the ball a lot. I mean, they got the wide receivers, but I heard that they're going to draft Najee Harris. Wow. That's that's like Derrick Henry slash Jonathan Taylor 2.0, man. Damn. Yeah. Wow, that's and he's a Bay Area product. So if they get Najee Harris, they should absolutely they should be back in the AFC conference title game next year. Absolutely, because Najee Harris is a I think he's a future Pro Bowl. Yep. Honestly, Damn. that's if they, and and and. And if they get Najee Harris, yeah, they'll, they'll definitely be back in the AFC Championship. Wow. No question. Wow, wow. Now, let me ask you guys. I'm going to throw you guys off a little bit right now. Now that we know who is in the Super Bowl, where the two teams are, are in the Super Bowl, now let me ask you guys this. Now, I know Tom Brady. You can never bet against Tom Brady. And, of course, the baby goat. The goat and the baby goat with Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Now, does this make Brady... Like the real goat, because you know how there was always talk about how he was a system quarterback with Belichick. Now, did he prove anything? Did he actually kind of like silence all those daughters and haters? Because look what Belichick did this year. He didn't even make the playoffs. He had Cam, who's, who's let's be honest, he's trash now, but he's still decent enough to win you some games. So now, did he really needed Belichick or it was the other way around where Belichick needed Brady? What do you guys think? I think that Brady did prove a point, man. I mean, after he got eliminated by the Titans in the first round last year, you know, he decided to take a break. He was like, you know what? He looked in the schedule and he was like, "What? what's the closest team that I could win and with a good coach, but also let him do him? right? Because Tom Brady doesn't like to be coached, you know? Bruce Arians lets him be Tom Brady. He said on the in an interview the other day telling him that, uh, you know, I let Tom be Tom. I let him coach sometimes. And he's, and he meant that. And, you know, you gotta, you gotta be mindful, man. The Bucks were seven and nine last year. They kicked out Winston. They brought Tom Brady. Tom Brady brought Gronk and Antonio Brown with them. They had everything lined up for him. The defense was solid. They're not the number one defense, obviously. Him proving a point during the whole regular season playoffs i mean he beat two mvps in the in the playoffs you know there could be the first team ever in nfl history to beat three super bowl mvp quarterback in the single postseason and that's including mahomes so he definitely definitely proved that he doesn't need belichick belichick needs him honestly I think just because you you hear reports of how some players say, you know, like Bill Belichick, he's a micromanager, the ultimate micromanager. He controls everything from top to bottom. You know, some the players that were going there when they were winning with Tom Brady, they were going there just to get a ring. But then you hear other reports of play. You know, some players were saying that, you know, it wasn't really that fun playing for him. You know what I'm saying? Because he was like a very... It was like a drill sergeant. It was like the military over there. You know what I'm saying? So basically what you're saying, they were there to play to play with Tom and not with Belichick. They were there to play with Tom and, and know they have an opportunity to win because if you got Tom Brady on your team, that's what you get, an opportunity to win. I don't think they went there for Bill Belichick, even though he's he's one of the greatest of all time as far as coaches, but I think people went there to for the opportunity to win, play with Tom and opportunity to win. But I think it got to a point where Tom felt like he was – locked in the cage playing for Bill Belichick and Tom knows he's the greatest of all time over Joe Montana and you know him not allowed and Tom wants to coach it was he knew it was time for him to go he just knew it was time even if Bill Belichick didn't want him but Bill Belichick underestimated he still got it 
And he still got it this year. He's going to have it next year. He, Tom, is solid for at least the next two seasons. Wow. I, I, I say one more, and that's it. He's done. For dude. sure. I mean, he'll have one more, and that's it. He'll have... If he wins this year, he's done. But if he doesn't win, then I can see him coming back next year. But see, that's the thing that it, it's every player that wanted to come to New England. I mean, let's look at the facts. Tom Brady always took the pay cut just to have a decent online, to bring good defensive players, to bring Randy Moss, to bring cornerbacks, you know. So he took the right amount of money just to keep the team competitive. Of course, that might have been Bill Belichick's mentality too, but... I just believe that you you both hit it right or nail. Yes, Tom Brady made Belichick look good. And you know this, man. And not to mention his wife does make more money, so he's not tripping. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the Brazilian model. Damn. Shout out to our Brazilians listeners. You know what I'm saying? Fantasy. I want to talk about everything that's been going on, especially here in the Bay Area. Nate, I know you're a big Steelers fan, and I know, I mean, let's be honest, I know you kind of looking out the window like that little meme, you know, out the window, sad because there's all these rumors about quarterbacks moving around, possibly being traded to different teams. Number one, Deshaun Watson, who is the, the main guy that's out there, has officially requested a trade from the Houston Texans. And... There's another quarterback who has actually come to a mutual agreement with the team, and that is the Detroit Lions and Matthew Stafford, for them to part ways this offseason. So they're actually exploring a lot of trade talks with other teams. Actually, a third of the NFL has actually been in contact with the Detroit Lions, and there's actually a lot of interest right now, hot interest like when you need that cut, you know, before a date, before one of those club events, right, Gito? When you just need to, like, go see Nate ASAP. That's how it is with Matthew Stafford right now. And today, there was the hottest rumor that we heard that it was so close and that it's still pretty close with for Matthew Stafford to come to the San Francisco 49ers for day two picks this year and next year. I'm excited. If that happens, I'll do that in a heartbeat. But I know Jiro, he has other ideas of maybe doing a couple of things here and there to actually make the overall team better. What's your take about the Matthew Stafford trade talks to the San Francisco 49ers? All right, so I actually, I think Stafford is the, uh, it's a it's a buyer's market this year as far as quarterbacks. There's so many quarterbacks, veteran quarterbacks up for grab. And I think Stafford is definitely the number two as far as best options available. Watson's out of the picture. That's Watson is he's just basically he's too rich for the 49ers blood. The Houston Texans are going to want multiple more than two first round picks. And I feel like if you send three, maybe even four first round picks, you're committing suicide as a football team. So um, especially during the pandemic where the cap is going down. So I think Watson is out of the picture for us. But I think Stafford is doable. And I actually have the Niners. If John Lynch can get Stafford for for a couple day two picks and maybe even send over like some day three or some day four picks as like a little, you know, thank you gift for uh, giving us Matthew Stafford. Then what, you know, if we could keep that 12, I mean, John Lynch would be the GM of the year just for making that move. If we can keep our first round pick for this year and get Stafford, I think that would be amazing. Other options, too. 
that I think the Niners should consider is trading Nick Bosa because Nick's Bosa right now, he has two years on his uh, rookie deal left. It's cheap deal. So they're only paying him like $9 million per season. But it, after those two years, Nick Bosa is going to want quarterback money. He's going to, if you, and if you know what the Chargers gave his big brother, he's going to want equal or maybe even more than that. And that's crazy. I would never give a defensive end $30 million per season. And Nick Bosa's value is worth two first-round picks minimum. So what you can do is you can flip Bosa, send him. You can call Robert Sala, get Kyle on the phone, call your buddy Robert Sala, and tell him, I'll give you Nick Bosa right now for the number two pick. You get the number two pick, and you can send me your first-round pick in 2022 or in 2023, and we can call it a deal. We take the offensive tackle from Oregon at number two, Penny Sewell, we let Trent Williams walk. We get Matthew Stafford for some day two, maybe day three picks. And, and the, the number 12 pick, we take a Patrick Sertan from Alabama, defensive back, or we take J.C. Horn, defensive back from South Carolina, and we're back in business. Automatic contenders. So, yeah, man, that's my take on that. Wow. Gino with a Kerbal with a, <laughs> with a Patrick Mahomes fastball. Hey, uh, Nate, what do you think about – the Matthew Stafford trade talk. Well, let me ask you guys some. What's Matthew Stafford playoff record? If you guys not know. good, <laughs> he's never he's, won. He's never he's won. O, yes, he's zero and three. He he lost to he lost to freaking Dallas. He lost to Seattle, and not also and he lost to the Saints in two thousand eleven. So, for me, 49ers shouldn't get Matthew Stafford. In my opinion, because going against Russell Wilson, going against Calvin Murray, you know, going against shit, we might see Aaron Rodgers in the ramp, you know, Jared Goff might be gone too, you know, Aaron Rodgers said, you know, he's ready to get out of Lambeau and he might go to LA. Imagine getting this, if, if the Niners get Matthew Stafford, then he got to go through Rodgers again. I mean, that's crazy. He was already having difficulties in that division with the Bears with the Packers and Vikings. The, the Vikings itself. To me, I think the Niners, if I were the Niners right now, yes, I agree with Gito. Get rid of Nick Bosa. Injury prone. He's going to want some money. He's defensive end player. I just believe that Bosa is not going to be a long time Niner. He's going to want some cash. He's not. He thinks he's Von Miller, but he's not. Ouch. Um, if I'm going right now to win right now, go to the Super Bowl. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. But quarterback to go get right now, Closest thing is Niners better go get Aaron Rodgers. Hey, and you know this, I, you know, man. Hey, Nate, that's that's an amazing idea. I love it. I mean, he's a Cal, he's a Cal uh, alumni. You, you know, he was out here in the Bay Area, Berkeley. But man, the Green Bay Packers are gonna want a minimum of a first round. They might even want two first round picks. Give and it I to feel me. Like, Give it to him because you know why. I'm going to tell you why. If they would have brought Tom Brady this year, and besides the injuries, he would have brought you Gronk, and he would have brought you Antonio Brown. Maybe no way. No yes. way, bro. Yes. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are all about character. They would have never allowed A.B. on that team. Never, bro. Well, you know okay. that's true. You know that's true. Okay, they, okay, they would have brought Gronk then. For sure, Gronk. Gronk for sure. Gronk and Kittle. Okay, cool. Would have they been playoffs contenders? I don't know. Because, you know, the whole defense went out, but you would have had a shot. With injuries and everything, I know everybody's going to be healthy next year. They lost Robert Sala. They don't have a – I mean, they brought somebody up from the organization. 
they didn't, you know, my opinion, they should have got Dan Quinn as a defensive coordinator because he knows the Seahawks defense. Yeah. He could have got some. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Niners don't want to get nobody. So they want to get Matthew Stafford. Great. But I know they won't. They'll make playoffs, but they might get eliminated. I, All right, I, so don't, you know- I don't see Matthew Stafford winning a playoff game, and that'll be a waste of time. And angry fans like you guys will be very upset and be like, damn, we should have just kept Jimmy G. I, honestly, I think I'm going to disagree with you on that. Stafford has never uh, – look, yes, he hasn't never won nothing. But, bro, he's been in Detroit. Detroit. What are the Detroit Lions doing? Matthew has never had an offensive genius like Kyle Shanahan. I mean, there was times Kyle made C.J. Beathard, Mullins. He made Garoppolo. He made them look like gods. You know what I'm saying? But they, all three of those quarterbacks, I feel like they've never really had the talent that Matthew Stafford has. Matthew Stafford has an arm. We would have an offensive. We would have our passing game would go up so much, so many levels. We would have um, a legit passing attack with Matthew Stafford, and and with he's never and with the running game like ours, the comp the one two punch of. Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. And then our third running back is going to be Jamichael Hasty. He was looking legit before he broke his collarbone, I think. And with Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, Dwelly, you bring back Jordan Reed on a one-year deal cheap. Matthew Stafford has never had that much offensive firepower. And and you don't know what he can do with that. He he can blossom. That's my take on that. He had Calvin Johnson. Yeah, but I mean, that, come was, on. that was that was that he had was. Megatron. Yeah, but uh, that's just one player, though. Yeah, that's so just one player. player. Yes, but let me yeah. let me give you guys this this, have- this crazy stat. Let me give you guys this crazy stat. Since Matthew Stafford's debut, all right, he has the most four quarter comebacks in the NFL with thirty one. Yet, Oof. yet, yet, he still has the second most losses across the NFL. Yes, Nate, you made a great point. He hasn't won that many games. Yes, but. He has 31 quarterback comebacks. Now, that's fourth most, okay? So, the talent is there. I agree with Gito. Now, because I'm a 49er fan, but you got to give the player a chance. You got to give the player a chance where you need to see him with a good coach, a good O-line, period, and a good defense. Detroit never Detroit never had a good defense. Never, never. So, let's. Just, and he was in a tough division, like you mentioned, too. Now, let me play you guys a clip from the ESPN getup where uh, Dan Orlowski, I believe is his name, he had to say this about Matthew Stafford. Orlowski, you played with Stafford. You know him extremely well. I know how close you are. What perspective can you offer on this? Yeah, it's obviously a disappointing end for his career in Detroit. You know, I think one of the things that always stood out to me with Matthew was how big a deal it was for him to try and win one for that city. Like, it was a big deal to him. He wanted to be the guy that brought that city a championship. They just wasted a Hall of Fame caliber career in Detroit by mismanagement of rosters and all that stuff. And so it's the right time. I've said that for a while now. It's the right time. And the reality is this, Greeny, where he goes, that team, I'll say this. Whatever teams are in the Deshaun Watson running and the Deshaun Watson conversation, they should be into the Matthew Stafford conversation as well. And so wherever he goes, that team automatically takes a step forward. If it's San Francisco or Indy, those two teams, they become Super Bowl contenders. He's that great of a player. Boom. And you know this, man. Hey, that's actually, I actually saw that clip, Rick, and that's a great clip because nobody's going to know you better than a former teammate. 
And that's the, and you know, somebody that was in the locker room with you. And, oh, let me throw these other two stats in there, too. Not only is Stafford an upgrade over Garoppolo talent-wise, he's actually financially cheaper. That's two. What more do you want? Yes. I think it's a it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Yes, because we got to sign we got to sign Trent Williams if he wants to stay. If he is willing to take a little bit less than what he could get out there in the market this year. We got to sign Jason Verrett. And next year we got to sign Warner. The year after that in two years we got to sign Nick Bosa like you said. There's a lot of things that the 49ers got to work on. And like you mentioned, due to COVID, the draft process is going to be hard. You know, hit or miss talents, you know, at every position, at every round. We don't know what the future holds. And the window for the 49ers right now is to win now. All we need is a quarterback to take us there. Whether it's Matthew Stafford, yes, there's a lot of talk about Deshaun Watson, but that's also going to cost us an arm and a leg. There's a lot of talks about Aaron Rodgers. Yes, that's also going to cost us an arm and a leg. I would love to see Rodgers here in California and, you know, back home, bring him home. But you know what? I just man, like too many ifs and what's in contracts and picks. You don't want like you said, you don't want to set yourself for failure down the future. My last take on this is go get Matthew Stafford and make him what you made Matt Ryan. If Kyle Shanahan made Matt Ryan the MVP the one year with the Falcons when they went to, to the Super Bowl. Yes, it lost to the Super Bowl in the Super Bowl. But imagine this. Just picture this for one second. Matt Ryan? The MVP under Kyle Shanahan? Imagine what he can do with Matthew Stafford. And you know this, man. Fantasy. I'd like to get you guys' take on the most important part of the Super Bowl. And let's be honest, the Super Bowl and football in general, the last 10 years, it's all been about the passing game. Yes, we know about the quarterbacks. But now let me ask you guys this. Let's do a tale of the tape. Wide receivers. Super Bowl edition. On one side, you got the Chiefs with, of course, Cheetah, Mikko Harmon, and Sammy Watkins. Yes, he's injured. He'll play in the Super Bowl. Now, those three wide receivers for the, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, on the other side, man, you got some big boys over there. You got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, of course, A.B. He already he returned to practice today. Now, those three and three. Nate, I'm going to start with you. Top of your head. I know you like Tom. I know you like the uh, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl. But I'm talking about just wide receivers. I just mentioned you the three wide receivers for each team. Who do you like and why? You know me, man. The X factor of that. And this is going to be guarantee, like Charles Barkley says. (laughs) (laughs) I guarantee that Antonio Brown will have like everybody shit up that day. He will have. Over 100 yards, Tom Brady will give him the ball because he missed out not only last week due to injury, but in week, what week was it that the Chiefs played the Tampa Bay? He also didn't play that game because he was out with injury. But I guarantee that Antonio Brown will have over 100 yards, and he'll be the X factor for Tom Brady because everybody, all everybody's eyes on Godwin, everybody's eyes on freaking Mike on Evans. Evan, everybody's eyes on Gronk, but no, everybody's not gonna have eyes on Antonio Brown, and he will have he will have 
a good game that day. Now, with Mahomes and, and the Cheetah, you can't count them out because obviously it's the Cheetah, but I think that the defense for the for the Tampa Bay Bucks will have more pressure on the Cheetah this time than he did um, last time because the Cheetah went off on Tampa Bay mm. a regular season. I agree. Actually, I think they're going to – I think that defense is going to put a spy on the Cheetah. You know how usually they put a spy on the quarterback? I think they're going to put – they're, they're going to put white and they're going to probably between a combination of white and like uh, maybe another defensive back. They're just going to sh- they're going to spy him. You have to you have to to put two bodies on. him. You know what? If you're going to lose, if you the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, you got to allow the other receivers to beat you. But don't let Cheetah beat you. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And not to mention, too. There were up, what, 27 to three and halftime. And right. Cheetah and Cheetah had freaking. How, how many yards did he have? Let me he tell had, you, right? He had, yeah. he had 13 receptions for 269 yards. 269 he went off. yards. And he three went touchdowns. Off. And uh, the majority of those those yards were the yak. Yard, the yards that he had for sure. The yak. He went off on the yak. He went off on the yak. There was a freaking 20 to 20 to 7, actually. But third and fourth quarter, man, he just, you know, he slowed down a little bit. The Chiefs only score seven points. It was actually a close game, 27-24, you know? I think that Tom came back. Evans had a good game. He missed a couple catches. I mean, but he's been missing a couple catches all freaking year man even last week with with the Packers but I think with Antonio Brown no one will have questions for him and I think he'll be ready I think that the Bucks will execute with Antonio Brown this game and he'll make he'll make sure that he'll I'll do the cheetah okay but who do you like in the in the wide receiver matchups who do you favor the most Tampa Bay or the Chiefs I favor I'll favor Tampa Bay this time. Okay. Right. And I I'll, I'll do the same. I I'll favor Tales of the Tape. I'll pick the the, the Buck wide receiver core because uh the you know the Chiefs rely too much on on Tyreek Hill to, you know, provide yards after the catch and I think I think this time they're going to lock they're going to lock in on him. No. Yeah, they'll they'll have a better game plan. Right. Who do you like as an X factor for each team now? Gito. You know what? X Factor for the Chiefs, I must say uh, they can run the ball. I think Le'Veon Bell, man, if he can have a big game running, I think that'll, that'll neutralize them trying to trying to climb down on Tyreek Hill. So I would pick my X Factor on the on the Chiefs side of the ball. If they consist, if they commit to the run game and get Le'Veon Bell going, maybe they got something there. X Factor on the Bucks side, you know, I like Godwin. If if they, if they can get Godwin going, I think he can, if they can get Godwin going. It would it would allow you know, the other receivers to go up against single coverage instead of getting doubled. Good. What about you, Nate? Who are your X Factors for this game? Well, well, Kansas City, I say, gotta be Mahomes. He's got to be better in the second half. I think that if Kansas City, you know, they got the players. But is Mahomes still 100% from that concussion and the turf toe? So I think that he's a little wobby, but the X factor got to be Mahomes on the game. He's the only one who I think in order to win the Super Bowl, Mahomes got to be lights out for X Factor for the Chiefs. He's been close. I mean, this year he didn't he didn't do as much impressive as last year. They, a lot of people figured him out, but the X Factor to me from it's got to be Mahomes and and the wide receiver core. I say for the for the Chiefs, got to be Watkins. You know, so yeah. So Sammy Watkins got to have a good game, and for offense, I think. 
uh, I mean, for the Tampa Bay Bucks, man, the X Factor got to be Leonard Fournette, man. He's got to have another great game. Yes, yes. He's got to he's got to run the ball again. Him and Ronald Jones got to go at it, and Gronk too. I feel Gronk. He was a big X Factor in last week's game. They got to give Gronk the ball too, man. He's got to get in there. But I I know they use him as a blocker to. Protect Brady. Yeah, because that, that O line is horrible, man. So they need Crunk as the extra yeah, lineman. But when it comes down to when it comes down to freaking game playing, man, he needs to be open, man. I got you. So my X factor for the game for the for the Bucks is going to be the defensive line. The entire mm. defensive line for the Bucks is going to be the defensive factor. And you got to remember, you put pressure on Mahomes. That's how you beat him. You know what I mean? Yep. Pressure on my home. Right, 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 right. So that's my expectation for the Bucks. For the Chiefs, honestly, it has to be, it has to be, like you said, you know, Le'Veon Bell. If they cannot get that running game going, they're done. Oh, yeah, just just the running game, period. Yes, there you go. exactly, exactly. The if, running game, period. If they don't get that running game, oh, yeah, they're in for a long night. I don't care what it is. And this is going to be the first Super Bowl where we all going to see Patrick Mahomes frustrated. This is going to be the first Super Bowl. He was frustrated against the 49ers last year until Jimmy Ward fucked everything up. <laughs> but Well, not to mention, too, you know, Mahomes and Brady, dude, they've been going at it for four times in a row, and they're even, man. 2018, week six, Brady won. 2018, AFC Championship, Brady won. Last year was week 14, Mahomes. And 2020, this year was week 12, was Mahomes too. So, you know, we're going to see something that this is the battle of the goats, man. A lot of people today were saying that they're going to, oh, Tom Brady's going to lose, going to pass the torch to, to Mahomes. I beg differ because since this is the first time ever a Super Bowl team is hosting the the Super Bowl, man, and the only thing that Tom Brady's missing is that. To add to his GOAT discussion, and obviously win a Super Bowl without Bell Belichick will solidify his career, man. I, I just see it. I see Mahomes like Russell Wilson. They go one year, Super Bowl, they beat Payne Manny, and then he loses the next one against Tom Brady. So Mahomes beats the Niners last year, and then he meets, I mean, Tom Brady got numbers than he does, you know? But it's going to be a good one. Can't really, uh, can't wait. We're going to do it earlier. Let me just get your final score and prediction. Super winner right now. Who do you have, Gito? And remember, don't go Man. 0 for 3. No pressure. Uh, no pressure. You're about to go 0 for 3, so be very careful, my man. <laughs> you know what? I'm uh I'm gonna go with the goat, man. Till the wheels fall off, I'm uh, I'm gonna pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to to beat the Chiefs. I think it's gonna be a great Super Bowl, and I'm gonna say final score 34-31. Okay, okay. What about you, Nate? What you got? Well, the Lions minus three. It's been pretty even. People been playing bets. A lot of big money over there. Uh, Nate. But, I, hey, man, I'm going with Tom Brady, too. Uh, I think Tampa Bay wins. I called it from the beginning of the season. I wish I could have got this podcast earlier, but now I'm on. I'm here. <laughs> so, 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 Tampa wins, and I guarantee I'm putting it out there like Barkley again. Guarantee that the Tampa Bay Bucks will smoke the Chiefs. Probably 42, 42 oh, yeah. to 20. Wow. Yeah. 
That's a bowl. That's a bowl. You say so you saying it's a blowout. It's, it's a, a blowout, blowout Super Bowl, and everybody's gonna be like, "What the fuck just happened?" Hey, I'm not gonna lie. Remember when? Uh, <laughs> you know what? This. You know what? I kind of have a feeling this has the, the making of. Remember that Super Bowl with the with the Broncos and the Seahawks, where everybody yep. and their mamas were speaking. Had the Broncos winning that game, and then they got smacked right. from the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it kind of has the same yeah. feeling. I, I don't know about you guys, but hey, you know what? Fuck it. I was gonna go with Kansas City, but after hearing you guys' takes, I am jumping on that hype train. I am going with the Bucks, baby. Don't ever, mm. ever <laughs> bet against the goat. Ever. <laughs> That's the number one rule. <laughs> exactly. And that, and that, and you know what though? Not to mention the Niners. Today was their anniversary of Steve Young beating the hell out of uh, the, the Chargers. Chargers. I think Tom Brady scored seven touchdowns just to beat that record. Oh, okay. Damn. 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 Nate. That's the prediction. <laughs> Nate is going in hard today. And you Wait. know this, hey, man. So, man. Hey, Steve Young threw six in that Super Bowl, yep. right? Six TDs. Yeah. Brady throws for seven. That's crazy. That's wild. Seven touchdowns, seven rings. Make it happen. Damn. Damn. And on February 7th. Damn. Seven, uh, seven, seven. Uh, hey, hey, Nate. Lucky seven. Lucky seven. You know, you, hey, Nate, Nate, you better buy me my lotto ticket uh, this week coming up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> for real, you're giving numbers right here. It's going to be an amazing Super Bowl. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys for the next episode to break down the quarterbacks and the running backs for the next episode for the Super Bowl to all the tapes. This was a great episode. Gito, thank you, my brother. Nathan, Nasty Nate, hey, I appreciate you guys for uh, jumping on. Any last takes you guys want to say? Gito, you're going to be oh, one, one for two this time. <laughs> I'm going to go one for two, baby. Get the popcorn ready. Get the popcorn and barbecue ribs ready. I'm going one for three. Hey, get the fun dip ready. I'm going one for three. <laughs> you like the fun dip? <laughs> <laughs> hey, and if you guys and if you guys don't know, wah, 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 Super Bowl watch party, Ajito spot. DM me Ooh, for Addy. I'm ready. All right, gentlemen. Once again, thank you, and we are out. Sipping on some rock tusks, eight o'clock. In my Gucci coat, tusks, eight o'clock. This is Eyes Up Fantasy. 